And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 97 today. Your host, TJ Sorrell, joined alongside me. Only one person on the on the show today, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman. Kurtzman, how are we doing today, brother? I am doing great. Another week off the league. Uh, thank God we decided to not play earlier in the week because the rain would have killed our hopes on Saturday night. Yep. Um, shitty weekend. I uh, hope everyone had a great time out at the bars. If you went out to the bars, if you were go down by the shore and uh, we got three games left in the seat in the spring season until we crown a champion. And uh, I'm excited to be one of those four teams left. Yeah. Um, big, big week in the league, even though the league didn't have anything going on and we did miss the podcast, but uh, we are also going to talk about the summer season in this, the draft order came out today. Captains have obviously been announced. Um, or not announced, selected, but we will do the announcing on the podcast now tonight. Um, if you're new to the league and you're listening to this podcast, beginning of the podcast, because, you know, obviously you put your name in there, you want to see if you're going to be talked about, um, make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Follow us if it's on SoundCloud. And also make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you probably through you probably found us through the Instagram, but if for whatever reason you did not, uh, make sure you go follow the Bear Down Sports Association Instagram as well. Um, a lot of the stuff that we do in this league is content related, whether it be the podcast, the have a days on the Instagram. We're going to do the draft on the YouTube live again. So all that stuff, uh, the league provides great content, and that's you know a big part of, of what we do here. So make sure you guys go follow us on everything we got. Kurtzman, did I, uh, did I cover it all right there? Yeah, you did a great job, honestly. All right, thanks, dude. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the games, man. Let's talk about the, the the playoff games. Week one of the playoffs after the playing games have been completed. Let's start, Kurtzman. Your game, Wyoming against MSU. Uh, nine o'clock slate, correct? Yeah, nine o'clock game. Um, honestly, a complete air out. How do you feel about this one? We stepped up. Mike and Pat didn't show up. My two best, uh, two top receivers this season. Um, and we came to play from the opening opening snap. I felt like we just kind of were going to control that game, um, and we really just did so. We got the stop. We scored. We got another stop. We scored. Had a little blemish on defense, thanks to May not jumping for the ball. Um, but other than that, we played a flawless game, I thought, on both sides of the ball. Our flag grabbing was really good. Our defensive line was doing a great job getting pressure on Sam. And uh, – Honestly, I, I really I was really worried about the game going into it more so because I didn't have my two best guys there. But as soon as I got there, I couldn't believe that I was worrying about the game. <laughs> um, this one was I don't want to say it was over from the start because it wasn't because it was 12 six at a point. Correct. Yeah. Right. After they scored. It was 12 six. Yeah, it was 12 six. But I thought you made a lot of huge plays. Kurtzman, the night before, I think I challenged you to I challenged you to four touchdowns. Right. I said on the phone night before, I said, you should have two rushing touchdowns, throwing touchdown and a pick six. That's what I said to you. That was what I challenged you on the night, the night before the game. But um, you had your chance at the pick six. You dropped, it was, it would have had, you had been the full length of the field, but you could have intercepted a ball. Maybe had a little room to run there, but I do want to give you your praise. I want to give you your credit because in my opinion, that was your best game of the season. Uh, velocity on the ball. Like you threw some darts in this game running the ball, you made a lot of people miss your flags that resulted in huge gains and or touchdowns. Like you had a, a excuse me if I'm wrong, but you had two long runs in this one, right? For yeah. touchdowns. 
Yeah. And we're two nice dips in there along the sideline and, you know, good uh, downfield blocking from people on your team. Uh, I thought you played a phenomenal game. You got to give Rob Reddington his, uh, his credit here too, because in a day where you were missing, you know, Pat and Mike, Rob stepped up in a big way. I felt like early in that game when it was close, anytime you needed some yardage, you went to Rob. Yeah, no, I, uh, I knew Rob was going to have to have probably the most catches on the day. Um, and he did for our team. No, no, he didn't score any touchdowns, but he just got the, the little yards. He got the games that, that got the drive started or the big games. I went to him on two big ones down the end of the first half when we converted again to go up 21, 25 to six at halftime. And uh, no, he's a reliable target. I trust him. It's just, it's hard getting everyone the ball when you're trying to get Mike and Pat their targets. But um, Rob stepped up to the challenge as did all my guys really. I got everyone involved. Everyone caught a pass. Dom, um, Dom had a, a crazy moss in the end zone. Dom had a crazy moss. Damien scored in the first play of the game on offense for us. Yep. Woodcock had a long touchdown on fourth and one. James, um, yeah, James. Yeah, James had a good game. James had five tackles this Yeah, James is a beast. Yeah, James is a beast. Yeah, I listen, I thought I told my team after the game that was the be- that was the best team victory in which everyone played a significant role in the win. Um, that I've had in a long time. And it, I wasn't lying. We 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 it should have been a shutout. We 41 six the final, but I feel really good going into this next matchup with uh Florida State. Uh, cap the cap the Michigan State season off. Um, I think they had a good season, I think they were a team that you could never count out of any game. Um, Sam did a really good job being creative with his offense and get putting his guys in really good positions to make plays. Um, I want to shout out Sean McDonald. He had one of the highest catch rates on the season, if not the highest. Wow. And that was I, I took that with like a minimum of like 20 targets. And I'm pretty sure he was like 33 catches on like 38 targets. So advanced um, analytics from Christmas. Yeah, no, I, I was something I saw when I was looking at the stats a couple of days ago and I was doing um some of my award picks. Um I think that they had a really good team. I think that Sam had an opportunity to take them farther. Um they got through the playing game without them. They showed they were a resilient squad all year, and they were a really well balanced team. Um, at the end of the day, they went as far as Sam took them. I want to shout out to Sam. Yeah, a lot Sam, of doubter. A lot, a lot of doubters. Of da- Sam, I would say, I would say that that Sam proved the doubters wrong because hundred percent. He had a winning, he had a winning record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, Sam could easily be a quarterback in this league again. And I think a lot of people would like to play for Sam. So. Um, Sam had a, had a good year. All those guys on Michigan state, obviously shout out to them for being, you know, part of the league. Those are guys that I know listen to the podcast all the time too. So shout out to everyone on that squad. Good year. Good team to have in the league this season, Kurtzman. Yeah, no, I, I, I know I probably picked against them early in the season, but then once Sam came on the podcast, I was like, no, they were legit content. They were a legit team all year. I think that it kind of, they got fucked by uh, losing that last game of the season um, and then finding themselves in the plane instead of being in the, like in this first round against maybe a different team with a better chance of winning. Um, but overall uh, I was very impressed with them week in and week out. They showed a lot on both sides of the ball this year. And uh, hopefully a lot of guys coming back from that team. Cause those guys are all usually staples of the league. Of course. All right. The final score of this game was 41 to six. Chrisman, do you have stats on this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was 17 and 20, 179 yards, four touchdowns. Also had six carries of 50 yards and two touchdowns. Rob Rankin, five catches, 47 yards. Also had three pass breakups and a conversion. Dom had four catches, 46 yards and a touchdown. Damian had two catches, 29 yards and a touchdown and a sack. 
James had two catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown, also had five tackles. Matt Hughes had a catch for five yards. Moore had a catch for seven yards. And Dean had two catches, 16 yards, one being a touchdown, and also had three tackles. For Michigan State, Sam was 12 of 22, 128 yards and a touchdown, also had a rush for 16 yards. Douglas had three catches, 22 yards, and a sack. Uh, Steve Schaefer had two catches for five yards. Garland had one catch for 14 yards. Nick King had three tackles. Sean had three catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Also had five tackles. Bill Heimer had two catches for 10 yards, and Kaka had one catch for seven yards. All right. Let's move on to the next game of the day here. Florida State against Blue Mountain State. This one uh, was a crazy game, in my opinion. Uh, came down to the very last play where I think if you ask Mikey or Vin, that play probably still haunts them. Two guys absolutely wide open and the uh, in the left side, on the left side of the field there in the end zone to win the game, and it just fell in between both of them. I don't think either guy made an attempt. The other, he thought, Mike, I think Mikey thought Bryce was going to get it. Bryce thought Mikey was going to get it. Vin just threw it over there. Um, wild ending. Kurtzman, how do you feel about this one? Um, BMS came to play, man. Yeah. Um, defensively, they had a really good game plan, and they made Augie look really pedestrian all day. Um, Augie was holding the ball for a long time. The BMS was able to get pressure with just really just one rushing. Um, it wasn't more pressure. I thought Augie held to the ball a little bit more than pressure getting in fast, but it was a little mixture of both. Coburn did a really nice job on Marola. I thought Marola held his own on a lot of plays as well. Um Mariano was doing more of like a spy thing on the right side and Augie kind of kept drifting towards the sideline and kind of ran out of room a bunch of plays. Um, Justin was not really involved in this one, only had three catches on the day. Um, BMS left this one on the table. Um, I think they played a great game on defense. I thought Florida State also played a really good game on defense, holding um, BMS to 13 points through basically a full game. Ving got down the field from the five-yard line with 25 seconds left. Um, overall, BMS has to be kicking themselves over that last play. I love the decision to go for two at the end. Have to. Um, yeah, no, fuck overtime. Uh, one play from the 10-yard line, it's 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 a gettable play at any time, at any, at yeah. any time, sure. Um, but no, I that, that play is just crazy because Mikey's such an aggressive player. You'd think he'd go after the ball. Bryce said – Bryce, who just had – a crazy tip catch to tie the game. The play before that play was crazy. He makes like a one-handed kind of like Odell reaching back to catch the ball after it deflects a different direction than he thought it was going to go. Um, Vin, Vin is so resilient. Uh, I wish he possibly could have gotten the win in this one. It would have been a great, uh, a great semifinal matchup against him. The two vets going possibly going to the championship, but um, no, Florida state did what they had to do, I guess, to get it done. Even if it came in a scare, but didn't look promising. Yeah, shout out to, to Blue Mountain State. Um, obviously, you have to give credit to Florida State, though, for stepping up big. There are a lot of guys stepped up in this one. Like you said, Justin was quiet. Um, I thought Rob L had really big uh, really big plays in that game. I think he had a fourth down catch that moved the chains as well. Rob Bell had multiple, had multiple huge plays in this game. Yeah, Rob. like multiple. You, you have to give Rob his credit because he was a monster in this one, definitely. He played really well and was kind of Augie's security blanket in this one, but – uh, these were, I think these are just two really good teams. Like that was one of the best games of the entire season. If you ask me, in my opinion, and there were just big plays made everywhere. Uh, you know, you got to give credit to Blue Mountain State though, the way they turned their season around. I know I talked about it coming into the week, but they really turned their season around. And at the end, a lot of people think Florida State's the best team in the league and they were one play away 
from knocking them off. Say that again. Two times they were just one play away from being Florida State. Last time it was a uh, um, Paul didn't catch the ball in the end zone on the last play. Oh of the yes, game. And yes, yes. They they didn't go. They it just was incomplete again both times. So two times Blue Man State two plays go their way and they're looking at two and zero against Florida State on the season. And Florida State wouldn't be um, playing this weekend, but. Maybe these are just two really, really good teams. Blue Island State was what four straight wins going into this one. Yeah, and and they and they just matched up well. Like they, it was just the, both teams. They just matched up well. It was really, really good game. Really, uh, that's the kind of game you're looking for in the playoffs in our league, right there. Like down to the wire, last play. Both teams talking mad shit to each other. Like that was a really good physical, intense game. And um, you know, Florida State comes out victorious. I think they're 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 lucky to get away with that one, honestly. Like you said, Augie didn't play his best game. Justin didn't play his best game, but they still figured out a way to come out there and get a win. And now they're playing you guys in semifinal. We'll get into that on the preview pod. But uh, that would have been disappointing. That would have been very disappointing if they if they got first rounded there. Oh, a hundred percent. They were a team that weren't going into the air. They've they were expected to be in this final four stage, and if they didn't get there, it would have been a complete failure of a season for them. But you said the best teams, they make the play or they get, they, they they do what they need to do to get the win. Um, Wasn't pretty, not always pretty for the best team, especially in the playoffs where the game slows down a little bit. Sometimes Um, less plays, a couple plays decide the game. I was talking about that on the the IG, how there's like three or four plays in these games that really kind of decide who wins. Yeah. Um, And the plays just the last play twice just didn't go uh bms's way but good job for florida state shout out to bms all those dudes bryce uh matt green cobran vinarina uh perone uh rob samarco who didn't get to play that much this season because of um started a new job but paul Frally, mikey all them they they had a really good season they turned that shit around they were one and four and then they went on a nice little win streak to get themselves out of a playing scenario so Got to show the resilience there and his, his team. And it shows that you can have a really bad start and still rally if you just kind of put it together. Yeah, that was that was a really good team. I like a lot of the guys on that team. Um, want to give out a, a shout-out to definitely Matt Green. He was We talked about him a little bit on the uh, in, in the text the other day with me, you, and Augie about, you know, potential awards and all teams and whatnot. And he that's just another kid joined the league and had a really good season. So shout-out to Matt Green. Shout-out to all those guys on Blue Mountain State for coming out and playing hard this season. Kurtz, no, I agree. Yeah. You have stats, Kurtz? Yeah. Vin was 10 for 18, 102 yards. Also had eight carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. He Oh, he had one touchdown throwing to Bryce in the last play of the game. Um, Bryce finished with six catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Also had 40 yards rushing, three tackles, and a pass breakup. Mike, yeah, one catch for nine yards. Uh, Vingarano also had two sacks, had an interception, a pass breakup, and two tackles. So, Vin definitely came to play in this one. Paul had a catch for 13 yards. Vin Arena had two catches for 33 yards. And Jake Coburn had one catch for 15 yards and one sack and about 75 quarterback pressures. <laughs> um, for Florida State, Augie was 11-16, to 162 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Also had three carries for 24 yards. Very uncharacteristic by Augie to only yeah. three carries in a game. The throw, yeah, the throwing numbers are good, just the three carries for 26 yards. That's not Augie at all. Not Augie at all. Um, Justin, three catches, 46 yards and a touchdown, six tackles. Rob L, he was the he was the guy at Florida State. Six catches, 74 yards and a touchdown. Also had conversion. Ivino had two sacks. 
um, and a conversion caught. Lebo had a tackle. Uh, driving, I had three tackles and Jay Kodros, two catches, 42 yards, and what led to be the game winning touchdown. Jay Kodros showing up and uh, yeah, Jay Kodros definitely showing up and showing out for Florida State. Made two huge catches in this game on big that set them up for set them up for their first touchdown and then also scored them their last touchdown. So, um, big production. Yeah, I definitely Kodros. walked away from that game like, wow, Jay Kodros had a great game. That's just the, the downside of doing this two weeks later or a yeah, week later. Right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Jay Coders being a beast in this game. All right, let's move on to the next game: Georgia against Ole Miss, Kurtzman. Um, Ole Miss. I know you told me that you uh, you had talked to Tommy earlier in the week, and he yeah. felt like they had some stuff that they would be able to take advantage of. But um, I don't know, man. Early in this game, I love the defensive intensity from both sides. Both sides getting big sacks. Dean Wiatrowski, I think, had four sacks in the first half of this game. Um, he was an absolute monster. Tommy holding on to the ball a little too much, I thought, or a little too long. Um, didn't make his best decisions with the football. Got picked off twice in the first two possessions of the game, both by Tyson, who made his return to the the um, the Georgia squad ahead of their playoff game. Um, I don't know. I just felt like it was the same old story for Tommy, just ma- not making the best re- not making his best passes or his best moves at the times. He got sacked a lot in this game. Um, put them in a lot of uh, third and longs or fourth and longs where they kind of were forced to go for it because of what was happening on the other side of the ball. Um, the biggest play in the game, though, was late in the first half, uh, Danny and Austin go back-to-back sacks okay. to push IB into a third and 40. Basically, they the play the play was – no, it was a third and 45 because the play was from the, fi- the five-yard line. They had already gotten the first down. And IB runs for a 45-yard touchdown. And that's and that's just how the game went. And then the, that that from that moment forward, forward you knew that uh, Ole Miss was not going to win this game. At least I did. Because it was demoralizing. They went to half down 6 nothing. They probably felt okay. They didn't get the ball right away. Um, Jack scores on a touchdown on a long drive. Then next, next time down, pick six by – it started with Jack. He lateral to Sedano. And then – there was a Tommy had a long run to like cut the lead and make it a game a little bit, but they were just never able to get the stop that. And then the score combined to get them within a score late and it give them at least a shot at the end of the game. Um, Tommy Gonzalez just gets draws what I be the last two years in the first round of the playoffs. I was going to say, is this, is this more of a, uh, is a question on Tommy now? Um, could he not win in the playoffs or is he just getting unlucky and facing IB two years in a row or two seasons in a row in the first round of the playoffs? Now I'll say, listen, I definitely listen. You never want to like, you're always trying to get the champ or the, the former champ. You probably not trying to see them until either the final four or the finals. But at the end of the day, if you're going to beat, if you're going to win the championship, you're going to have to beat the good teams in this league. And yeah. I know we were a little down on um, Georgia heading into this game. I picked against them. Um, wow. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta, gotta give them credit. They came into play. Uh, Jack and IB not trying to let the, not trying to let the, they're trying to get their own um, two peat, the two of them. IB going for the three peat. So, um, yeah, I, I just wish that they were able to give them a better game. Um, but it, it was never a good, it was never a good, there was never enough good happening in a row for the, the Ole Miss offense. Felt like they were just struggling to get their yards all game. Paulie was very quiet in this one. Had a really, really nice interception 
in the end zone, but outside of that, offensively, he really wasn't, he really didn't do anything that crazy. He didn't really make that much noise. So um, disappointing end to the season for a team that I also thought was a legitimate contender. Yeah. I mean, Georgia in the coming into this game, like you said, you pick against them. And if you ask most people around the league coming into this week, people were really down on Georgia. But now if you ask people, you know, who you think is going to win it all, I think you'd get a lot of answers that say Georgia. Like, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, I be in the company. They're back. Like if they had their full team this week, um, obviously you said sit down, play good, Tyson play good. Um, if they, if they're there, their full team, they, you know, they got to be up there with the favorites. They have to be, you know, ju- they have just as good of a chance as anyone else. As for Ole Miss, um, good season. Uh, people definitely after their draft were like, eh, what the fuck? Like this kind of the same team. But then they were a good team in, during the season. Um, Paulie Caldonado, we talked about him before we started recording the podcast, Kurtzman. It's looking like he's going to be a top five pick in the ne- in next draft. I think everyone's just like, yeah, Paulie's a beast. And he's going to be a top five pick in this, uh, in this summer season coming up here. So, you know, good win by Georgia. You know, sucks two years in a row for Tommy that he gets eliminated by IB in the first round. Hopefully next year he could position himself or next season he can position himself better and avoid, you know, an IB in the first round. Maybe get one of the higher seeds and play one of the newer quarterbacks that are going to be playing in the summer. But a uh, huge win for Georgia. They're right back to where they need to be. Ole Miss, good season. We'll see you guys in the summer. Yeah, Tommy. Um... <laughs> It's funny you you say Tommy can get a better seat. I mean, Tommy got the four seed, and who would have thought I'd be? Yeah, yeah, I'd be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's the same thought as it's the same thought as who would have thought Soap was going to miss the playoffs. That's true. So, um, no, listen, like like you said, good season for Ole Miss, but just terrible luck on of the draw again. For yeah, all right, give me stats. All right, IB was 12 of 17 for 110 yards, threw for two, uh, threw for one touchdown, ran for two, also had 87 yards rushing. Um, Jack had three catches and a touchdown for 43 yards. Tyson had two catches for 15 yards, also had two interceptions. Um, TJ Angstead caught one catch, and Liam Riley had a catch. I'm sorry, TJ Brown had a catch. For... Ole Miss, Tommy was 8 of 17 for 97 yards, um, also had 65 yards rushing and that long touchdown run. Pauly just one catch on the day. Giuseppe had two catches for 20 yards. Pauly one catch for 15 yards. Um, Austin had one catch for five yards. And Dan Duxter, three catches for 37 yards. All right. Let's go to the last game of the day here. One seed, Dartmouth against eight seed Oregon. Uh, very low scoring affair in this one, Kurtzman. Uh, Dartmouth comes out with the win. You expect them to come out and, and win this game. This was, uh, I think people thought there had potential to be a low scoring game like this as well. But, uh, you know, good season for Oregon. I want you to talk about the game, but good season for them. They got here. They were right there in this, cha- in this game with a chance to win. I don't even think, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich Ritter had the pick six in this game, correct? Rich. Sure, David pick six in this Rich game. Ritter had the pick six in this game. So that's the difference of the game. Wasn't even an offensive touchdown. That was the difference of the game. Uh, talk to me about this one. Um, this game, very low scoring, very defensive oriented. I feel like I went to the field with uh Pip and Suroff that Friday prior, and we talked about how we expected the, this game to be very low scoring. Um, Oregon's played in low scoring games all year. Um, 
a lot of 18, 14, a lot of 19, 15, just a lot of very weird low scoring games in the teens. And that's kind of the style that they developed. We thought they were going to be a high, a high powered offensive team in, uh, in the end of the year, but their defense proved to be a very good, very good this year with Surov having, I think 18 or 17 sacks on the season um, emerged a great D lineman for his team, but big plays in this game. Let me go through them first. Surov's team gets Oregon gets the ball first. They're driving down the field. They're supposed to have the ball third and five from the five yard line, but instead get a block of the back penalty pushes them back second and 23 second and 25 now. And next play throws it into traffic. Rich Ritter pick six. So right there, first drive of the game, it, it kills any momentum that you thought you had on offense. Um, Rich Ritter making plays all season in line for awards and accolades uh, out the ass this year. <laughs> he's played absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's been a staple in the back of that zone for Dartmouth, which has been phenomenal this year and stifling offenses to low scoring games. And they did that again. Oregon did not score in this game until there was maybe two to three minutes left in the game. Um Dartmouth scored on their next drive, went up 12-0. It was 12-0 for basically the entire game, but you never felt like Oregon was out of it. You just felt like Oregon needed to get that first one in the end zone and then kind of go from there. Um, it didn't happen until late. Oregon did have a chance to win this game at the end, or at least tie it up at the end, or no, actually would be to win it, um, but they were unable to do so. Surov threw it out of the back of the end zone on the onside kick, and then they ran up the clock. Dartmouth did. But overall, I thought this was a really good game. I felt like there was a lot of tension in the air throughout the game. I felt like both sides were really locked in. Both teams came in with good game plans defensively, of course. And normally in these playoff games, with like I said, with the games getting longer, I mean shorter, less plays, big plays that kind of turn the tides, um, guys are really locked in. And these big plays don't happen as often if teams really know what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, these were two teams that – we're going to be tough outs for anyone. They met each other and Dartmouth, the number one seed in the league was able to kind of come out and get the job done. But like, um, like Florida state, it was not pretty. Um, they didn't put on fireworks on offense. They moved the ball pretty well. I thought both teams moved the ball decently well, but the, the red zone defenses were the key in this game. And um, you have to give it up to the number one seed. Dartmouth took care of business. Tompkins, um, did his thing, Musi, monster in the trenches. Um, they got a big test this week against Georgia. We just praised Georgia, so now we'll uh, have to see if Dartmouth can handle that test. I wonder what this. I'm curious to see what the odds makers are going to put that one at. I think I think Dartmouth needs that underdog motivation in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, last year this was the same. Fi- this was the same, uh, same final four. The same, not the same final same four. Final four matchup. Was- same final four matchup. Yeah, this is the Joe versus Joe versus IB. Yeah, and in that game, Joe was up fourteen to nothing. I have time. Nothing. Yeah. Yep. And then IB came back and won. They won twenty to nineteen. Um, this is gonna be a battle. These guys got. These guys got. These guys have on field beef. Not like no real, no real beef. But these guys definitely. It's you got to turn up a little bit more when you when these two are playing against each other. So I'm excited for this one. I think this game's gonna be at that game's gonna be at twelve o'clock with me and Augie happening before it at eleven o'clock. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see those aren't official, but and don't quote me on them, but that's, I think what's happened. What's probably going to happen, but, um, no, a good season yeah, from good Oregon. Season for Oregon. Shout out to Suroff, man. Another, yeah. you know, staple of the league. His team's always ready to go. They talk after the games, they communicate. He wants to win really badly. He was right there. Like we talked about, he was right there with his chance against the one seed. Uh, just, you know, we're looking forward to having Suroff and the rest of those guys on that team back in the summer league. 
Yeah, no, Pip, uh, Bullen, Charette. Oh, that was interesting. Sorry. <laughs> um, Matt Hughes. And uh, Matt Hughes actually played for them in this game. But uh, Santiago, Justin Suarez, John Romano, uh, Anthony. I uh, hope they're all back. I think most of them actually are back in the summer. So um, this is a good team. Uh, we played them in week one, and uh, they we beat them in the last play of the game. So they were another team that played a lot, a lot of close games this year where they could have found themselves at a higher seed two to a couple of plays had gone their way. So that's, that's the name of the game, though. And that's kind of how our league usually goes. Uh, give me stats. Serov was 16 of 28 for 160 yards, one touchdown, but threw three interceptions, um, seven catches, seven rushes, 51 yards, and had a sack. Pip had five catches, 65 yards, and the lone touchdown also had a carry for 13 yards. Uh, Steve Ball, one catch for 16 yards. Zach Shray had three catches for 26 yards, also had four tackles. Um, Hughes as a sub had six catches for 40 yards. Anthony had a catch for 10 yards and Justin Suarez had, um, three sacks. That is three sacks. Justin Suarez had three sacks. What a monster. Um, and for Dartmouth, Joe Piscopo was eight of 15, 61 yards and four carries for 37 yards. Also had six tackles on defense. Nick Tompkins, three catches, 20 yards. Liam Knowles, two catches, 17 yards and seven tackles. Rich Ritter, one catch, five yards, had two interceptions, one of them being a pick six. Leota had a catch for two yards and also had an interception at the end of the half uh, and three tackles. And Joe DeMeo, one catch, 17 yards, and it was a touchdown where I think he made four guys miss. Um, was a flashback of Duke days from Joe DeMeo running the ball. Very nice. Very nice. Very good season. Very Se- good season. Season's coming to an end. That being said, Kurtzman, got – Game we have semifinals this week, finals week after championship game week after, and then we're kind of right into the summer league. So kinda, we are, yeah, no, we're right, yeah, we're right playing, into the summer league. So if you're playing in the championship game and then you're also playing in the summer, you are playing back to back weeks. And there is oh no my god, there. yeah, that's facts. Yeah, that's facts. I didn't realize there, that. there is there is no kind of jumping into it. There, if you play in the championship and then you play in the summer, you are playing back to back weeks with no break. Um, there's some captains that are still in it. The four of us, uh, no, no, Pat, not Pisco. Pisco was not playing the summer. Breaking, breaking news. No Pisco in the summer. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. let's do Christmas with that. With that being said, let's get into the captains and now it's the captains of summer league. All right. Here are the captains of the summer league. And you might as well do it in the draft order as well. So the draft order was chosen and the captains happened today, but there've been a bunch of trades that I'm not going to. I'm not even going to get into because there's been so many, but here's the current order for the first round of the draft. Give me one second, please. Yeah, there were a bunch of trades today. We don't have enough time to sit here and go, go over yeah, all that. Even, I'm really not even sitting here and going to deal with it. I don't know where. Oh, here it is. Currently, first pick, IB. Second pick, Joe Liotta. Third pick, Nick Suroff. Fourth pick, Augie Garbalato. Fifth pick, Nick Douglas. Sixth pick, Tommy Galante. Seventh pick, me. Eighth pick, Trevor Garland, ninth pick, Mikey Gargano, 10th pick, Jarrock, 11th pick, Deshaun, 12th pick, Dan Dexter, 13th pick, Joe Pip, and 14th pick, James Wickcop. Those are the captains. Um, teams were also selected. Um, a lot of the same ones we've seen before. We'll put more on the Instagram with the da- the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, once the draft date is set, I believe the draft is going to be Monday, um, June 7th probably around 9, 9.30 start. Hopefully it only takes around an hour and a half. We'll have it on the YouTube live again. Um, 
And then, yeah, we're going to have the jerseys ordered and everything ready to go for June 20th start. I'm excited for the season. A lot of new captains. The captain's chat was uh, was going off today a lot. A lot of the guys, good camaraderie, you know, all the guys. So um, looking forward to another good season and sad that one is coming to a close. Yeah, I mean, the summer season is going to be, I'll say the most interesting one yet. A bunch of first-time captains. How many new signups did we have for the league this season, Kurtzman? Um, players that did not play this season, about 50 to 55. So there's a lot of new Crazy. faces. You're going to be a lot of new names. Um, a lot of guys are going to go in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds and are going to be way better than that probably. And that's kind of just how it goes. Yeah. Um, the draft style, if you don't know players, um, in, there's Instagram to try to find them. Uh, I've done, a, I, I tr- I'm trying to get as much information about these people. If you are listening to this and you are a new player that's never played in the league, yeah. shoot the page a DM, little like a little profile by yourself, maybe like height, weight, also, so we know your sta- like size and stature, so people know who like you're looking to draft. Um, but yeah, captains, I know definitely reach out to some players to find out about them. If you, but um, yeah, it should be interesting because I think some teams could end up um better than expected if the players that we don't personally know about um are much better than we know than they are yeah i mean a lot of like i said definitely send that one to two sentence player profile about yourself on the instagram um i don't know like solid athlete little little high little high little height weight person (laughs) like i know i do put that on there i do put that that on the um the the big board that i send to the captains i put like a approximate height and weight if i know you and i see what you look like or i see you on instagram i can just take a educated guess send your athletic highlights and accomplishments to yeah you got any athletic accomplishments you played you played football in high school or anything like that send it there so we know you're an athlete yeah definitely i assume most of the people that are joining the league are athletes give me like played five years of flag football while in college (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like experience in flag football is very like I write that on like I'll write that on the player uh-huh. profile. Like experienced flag football player has played multiple leagues. If if I see you posted you won a championship, I'll be like, has won before. Like it's 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 funny, but it's also you're trying to listen, I know I'm a captain, I'm trying to draft the best team possible. Yep. I'm, gonna draft, I'm gonna draft guys that I think are gonna help me win. Yeah, I mean I think that there's going to be more hidden gems in this draft than ever before for obvious reasons. I'm excited to see a lot of these guys play quarterback. A lot of the guys, like, I'm excited to see someone like Nick Douglas, like, like what you said that uh, that he said today. He said, "Well, I've been the I've been in the league since it started, and I think that I could run an offense better than half the quarterbacks that we've had." Like, if that's how you feel, Nick Douglas, then let's see it. Like, that's exciting to hear. <laughs> also, no reason for anyone out there like, "Oh, why is Nick Douglas a captain?" Like, you all know Nick Douglas. Nick Douglas was almost MVP of the league as a defensive yeah. lineman. Uh-huh. Um, He's a guy that even if they don't necessarily have a quarterback, I know that he's going to – he's the type of kid to always have a game plan, always have his team engaged. Always, I don't even know if he's missed the Bro, game. In, in you all. know Nick Douglas is good because he looks to lateral when he's running the ball. It's a simple Nick Douglas does look to lateral. He has, he has flag football player instincts. He knows how to win flag football games. Yeah, no, I, I'm not worried about Nick yeah, Douglas. Not, being one, bit, not one bit. Yeah, not one bit. I'm just excited. I'm just excited for a guy like that to go play quarterback. I'm excited to see what Garland does his first, you know, full season at quarterback. I'm excited to see these other guys, Deshaun, 
season two? Like, is he going to, you know, was it his team? Was it him? Like, is he going to step up and draft a good squad? Like, that's just, there's a lot of good storylines going into the summer. And I think it's absolutely wide open. Like, I think, you know, you're going to have your established guys in the league, Kurtzman, IB, Augie, Tommy, Suroff. And then if I'm missing anyone, I'm sorry. But just off the top of my head, just everyone else is kind of, you know, those spots are up for grabs. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, we're definitely experimenting with a bunch of new quarterbacks, guys that personally reached out to me multiple times saying, hey, man, I'm really trying to be captain. I'm really trying to show that play quarterback. And listen, I'm all about it. Um, guys that we didn't necessarily know could be quarterbacks that ended up being pretty decent quarterbacks in our league. And um, I think with just being – if you're just a really good athlete – it can make you a decent quarterback as long as you can throw. It's not like we're. It's not like you need to be NFL armed to be good in this league as a as a thrower. As yeah, evidence, by my, that's all it's it is. Evidence by my shitty ass arm. But <laughs> um, what's it called? No, I'm just. I, I'm excited to see, like you said, some of these guys play quarterback, and I'm excited to see um, if the summer season is just as competitive as this season was. Because this season was the was one of the most competitive seasons. I think we had the most games that came down to the wire feel like the middle of the league was every week you never knew who was going to beat who i feel like we had a lot of disagreements on the podcast between yep. the three of us about who yep. was gonna, who we thought was going to win games yep but um no i'm super excited and like i like i said if you're new to the league listen to the podcast subscribe to all the stuff on youtube uh, twitter instagram and sometimes it's funny stuff and sometimes it's your highlights the drop box for the pictures where the videos are posted um Anything. All the information could be found on our social media. Yeah, all the information. Um, exciting times. We're going to keep Yeah, going. I was just going to say, very, very exciting times here, man, with the summer season literally starting the week after the championship uh, championship week. That's the fastest turnaround in league history thus far. I, so. I wonder if for either of the cha- the teams who end up in the championship, because the, the draft is slated to be the day after the semifinals, will there be any um, – animosity towards players not being selected by the wow. captains of their teams wow. currently locker, on. locker room locker room problem locker room a little for two teams there could be a little locker room stress that's crazy um that would be that'd be funny that'd be interesting um no, i know that no one really takes it that that, that personally take that show a little personally that's, there's no, no doubt about that but um yeah, we're just – we're looking forward to it. The more information that we have when, you know, exact time of the draft, everything like that, you guys will find that, like Kirsten said, on our socials. We'll, we'll make sure we get that out to the captain chat as well. Um, Kurtz, I think that's it for the pod. Yeah, we'll be back, we'll be back uh, Thursday. Thursday for the semifinal preview where TJ probably bets against me. Mm, I've been team Kurtzman all season, so we'll see. You have been team Kurtzman all season. We will see. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe on all platforms. We will catch you guys on the next one. Peace.